Anyway, anyway, we will we will finish uh, di- dissecting <laughs> the rest of the Doherty Cup yeah. final in, in good time. But for for the moment, we should get on to one of the men who was part of the actual doing of that successful Doherty Cup final for the Bentley Greens. Uh, a surprise warrior in defence, yeah. but a warrior in defence nonetheless on the day. Uh, George Lambatarides joins us now from the Bentley Greens. Uh, George, congratulations, first of all. Uh, how are you feeling after what was uh, a pretty... A pretty impressive uh, come-from-behind victory in the Doherty Cup final. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, it was an incredible game to be a part of. Um, obviously, coming from behind uh, and being one nil down, it was a game that was really end-to-end in terms of, uh, you know, different teams attacking at, at different stages of the game. But, yeah, it was uh, it was great to come up with the result and it was good to get sort of, uh, I guess, our first bit of silverware for the year as well, which is really good for the group leading into Wednesday, obviously tomorrow night and, and the rest of the league. George, when you were at, when Tom equalised, was there just a sense of confidence that went through you guys that, all right, like we can go on and win this game at this point? Did you ever feel like, you know, like did you feel like that something changed that sort of the momentum started to swing in your mm. favour a little bit? There was a bit of an extra pep in your step and you noticed that in that last 10 minutes because from that point on before that, it looked like Oakley were going to go on and, you know, close out the result, but you guys just kicked on in those last 10 minutes and almost found another gear. Yeah, well, we've got an incredible spirit uh, in the group and it was fun. It's funny, as funny as it sounds, I was actually in the middle of the game. Um, I was actually joking with the referee. I went up for a corner. I said to him, I think it was about 10 minutes to go, and I said, mate, I think okay, we're going to win this game before the 90 minutes. And he was laughing at me. And <laughs> I, yeah, I think there was, there, was, there was that bit of belief because I think the more we settled, um, and we got the ball down and played, um, you know, you could sort of sense that um, things were starting to open up for us. Mm. So, yeah, there was there was that that bit of confidence, I think, running through the team in terms of, you know, the result would come. And I was fairly confident, even if we went into extra time, um, you know, getting another 30 minutes, that we would be able to close it out. But, yeah, again, credit to Oakley. I mean, in the transition, and you know, when they're counter-attacking, they're, they're very dangerous, especially that front three or four players. So, you know, they do punish you when you make a mistake. So it was always sort of a bit of on, e- on edge. But overall, I just felt that, uh, you know, there was a bit of, um, I guess, calmness about the situation as well. So just following up on Nick's question, so what, what was Tom's goal the thing that sparked that? Or are you saying that, that even before Tom Strickland scored, you were confident that you would get back into that game, whether it took extra time or not? Yeah, I think, oh, obviously the goal makes a massive difference. It was really about, you know, breaking the deadlock. Um, but, yeah, I felt, especially after that goal, I just, yeah, I really did feel that um, we would go on with it. Um, so, yeah, obviously getting that initial goal was good. And, and I think, you know, obviously everyone that played made a real impact as well. I mean, you look at our bench and he came on and changed the game as well. So I think that was a that was a massive part of the game as well. Well, I mean, you... you brought it up George so I, I was going to go somewhere else but you've taken me to the bench so it's it's the natural place to head um you talk about the contribution that those players off the pine made and and none more so than than Jagub Mustafa I mean uh, to put it in context and you would be aware of this but for those uh watching the show who maybe weren't you know he's had quite a you know a lengthy injury layoff I think it's a, a hamstring or something soft tissue that's kept him on the sidelines this was like his yeah. first reintroduction and he comes off the bench absolutely electric and he gets the the winning goal. I mean, what a contribution it was from from Jagub in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's he's got that X factor in his game. 
Uh, he's definitely one of the players that can change a game for us. And look, it's not just Yag, to be honest. We've got the depth that we've got in, especially in those, you know, in those positions uh, across the board. I think we've got those those type of players. But yeah, no, he was excellent. Obviously, when he came on, he really did change the game for us. He, he really got in between the lines um, in their midfield and really drove us forward. Um, so yeah, no, he was he was brilliant when he came on. And look, Yags is still developing. To be honest, uh, you know, he's, he's had his injuries as well this year. Um, and when he's played, he's, he's scored a lot of goals for us. But I, you know, see him around the place as well. I know that he can also take his game to a, another level too, mm. um, probably with with more consistency as he plays. Mm. Well, look, everyone, as you said, sort of chipped in and did their part in different ways. Uh, Yag Wispier able to provide that impact off the bench. You played your part in a in an altogether different way than perhaps many people would have been expecting you to obviously slotting into that central defense alongside Jackie Webster you know no Ben Carrigan someone's got to do it you were the player to to step up and I think I speak on behalf of this entire panel in saying that you did an excellent job uh in that position I'm curious to know how how soon did you know in the in the week leading up to to the Doherty that this was maybe a position that that Tolsey was going to place you and how did you find it during the game because it looked at least from the outside perspective, that you found it very comfortable. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Now, look, the centre-back position oh, it is relatively new for me. I have played there a little bit in the past. Um, before the game, I only found out about it just before the last session because um, Benny's been a little bit up and down with, mm. with injuries. Yeah. Uh, but, look, for me, it's, it's – uh, yeah, it is a bit of a shift coming from the midfield. But at the same time, like in terms of my role in the midfield, you know, I'm generally feel you know pretty comfortable on the ball so playing out of the back which is the way that we play um and you look you know i've got someone like jack webster next to me as well he's obviously extremely experienced um but you know look it's it's the culture of the team like in terms of we you know we want to play out from the back so that suits me as a midfielder mm. slotting into those positions it actually can be a bit of a strength sometimes um but yeah obviously having to deal with you know center forwards and you know clark on the weekend who was you know really dangerous um, sometimes my height probably helps out a little bit with that, with that as well, being able to, you know, get up for a header and things like that. But um, yeah, it is a shift. Um, it's not my preferred position, but you know, I'm, I feel comfortable when I need to jump into, into that position. And I think hopefully uh, the boys and obviously Nick's, you know, confident if he needs to put me into that position, that I can I can do a job for the team. George, how are you finding this stretch of games at the moment? I mean you got two games coming up in the space of, what, three days or something like that this week. And obviously, prior to this, you had, you know, Doherty Cup fixtures, rescheduled fixtures, Australia Cup fixtures as well. How are you finding, I guess, you know, the ramp up of fixtures this time of the year where you got finals to focus on, you had a cup final to focus on, you've got Sydney FC to focus on tomorrow as well. It's, it's daunting. I'm, t- I'm it's, tired yeah, just yeah, hearing yeah, it's, the it's, Honestly, it sounds exhausting. How are you and the guys sort of working around that? But also, personally, how are you finding it? Yeah, well, we, we joke about it in the change room. We say we're full-time professional footballers now. <laughs> um, yeah, look, we've, uh, to be honest, it, it has been like that. And, and we've had to make, you know, each player sort of individually, I think, to get through a lot of this. It's obviously we're, you know, we're semi-professional. We don't train five, six times a week. But... Um, you've had to go a little bit above and beyond, you know, in terms of your recovery, um, in terms of, you know, I know me personally, I have to, you know, I do a little bit extra in the gym sometimes as well to just make sure that your body's ticking over um, because it is a lot of games and obviously we're balancing working as well because we're not full-time. So, you know, I don't envy some of the boys that, you know, do trades and things like that where yeah. I can imagine what that would be like on their bodies. But, um, 
yeah, it's 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 been around the clock uh, in terms of managing these games, and we're getting constant changes to the scheduling as well uh, with the fixtures. But you know, you couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, we're in every single competition; it's exciting, and I think sometimes the momentum of playing a lot of games in a row when things are going well can actually you know really work in your favour. And you know, hopefully that's something that we can use to our advantage tomorrow night against Sydney because we've had so many games as well, and they're obviously coming into their or starting off in their preseason. So yeah, and we you, could put it. And you mentioned the fact about full time footballers, and obviously you've been in the system before at Brisbane. You know what it's like to be, I guess, you know, playing in that full time professional environment compared to maybe some of the others who have just played in the NPL system in the state league system before have you and maybe some of those guys who have played at that level tried to drive that like in terms of you know setting that standard of okay we need to go above and beyond here it's not the stuff that you do when you just come into training and on game day but doing that extra stuff for recovery and whatever else you need to do yeah well yeah absolutely but I mean it's come from the top I mean in terms of even our our strength and conditioning coach um, it's it's a bit of it's a culture of our club you know, as much as we are sort of semi-professional, I mean, Bentley's traditionally been a club that's been successful in a lot of these competitions, and that means having a heavy schedule at this time of the year. So I think it's the culture. I mean, we all so, we all want to be successful, so we're willing to make that sacrifice because you only get you know months like this. They don't come about mm. every you know very often, and that's something that you know, I've reflected on as well and say, well, okay, regardless of the level you've played at, you know, this month is huge in terms of Doherty Cup. Australia Cup, you never know what could happen tomorrow night. And then um, obviously we're still fighting in the league as well. So it doesn't come around every, you know, very often. So you don't want to have any regret. And that's why, you know, doing these extra one percenters um, hopefully comes out in the wash and gives you the best possible chance of, of being able to achieve something. So, yeah, I think a lot of the boys have taken on that, that approach. And we, we, we spoke about the substitutions for the Doherty Cup final in and of itself, but in managing this workload, I guess, how much confidence does it give you having the squad depth that Bentley have? I mean, we saw someone like Jack Painter-Andrews go off injured on the weekend, and then you can bring on Mitch Hoare, and you've got Yagub Mustafa there on the bench. You've got Kai Dutch. You've got all these players who have playing experience and you've we've seen throughout the season. Is that something that gives, I guess, you as an individual and as a team confidence that there are players who can fill gaps if needed? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I've, I've said this before, I think the club really nailed down the recruitment side of it this year in terms of the balance that we've got. I mean, I'll look at, you know, again, you mentioned a few players, but I even look at myself as predominantly as a midfielder and I look at, you know, players around me and, you know, we're all a little bit different. We bring something different to the table. You know, everyone's got different qualities um, and having that level of depth is is crucial, especially this time of the year, because it's not just about, tactics and it's not just about you know he's better on the day it's it's a little bit about you know he's the last one standing because yeah. uh, injuries is playing a huge role and we've had actually look we've had our challenges with that as well throughout the year and you just it's frightening to think that if you didn't have that depth where, where would you be um because we've had to still deal with that and manage that and um yeah getting the recruitment right not only obviously the right players the right mentality good characters for the changing room um but also different qualities that they can bring on the pitch is something that I think we've got. You know, there's different dynamics to our game, different players that we can play at any one point. Yeah, it's it's not just the the depth of numbers, is it? It's the versatility of those numbers too because you've got a lot of those players in your forward line who can operate really anywhere across the front three. Someone like yourself who can do a job in central defence if needed. And then a Corey Sewell type as well who really can go across the back four and do a brilliant job in 
in defensive midfield as well. Those kind of players who can who can slot in and cover those gaps if need be must be uh, essential as well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where I think you know, good obviously from the coaching side of things that everyone understands each other's roles and the way we want to we want to play. So you know, you got the ability to slot into someone's position if it's ever required. But yeah, like I said, I think the balance of the squad. And people with having the right attributes, not necessarily being rigid to that position, is uh, is really important because we can we can change it up at any one time. And, and you know, people are comfortable. We've got you know, like you said, we've got players that can play in a number ten position, and then they could be literally on the wing, and they can still do a, a great job for us. So, yeah, it comes down to obviously the, the individual attributes and the way we want to play. Well, irrespective of those shifting permutations in terms of the actual 11, the one thing that is consistent is the manner in which you guys play under Nick Tolios and also in recent times your, your success uh, and your history of causing upsets in the Australia Cup. Obviously, we've seen you guys stun a few A-League teams at the, the Fortress Kingston Heath over the years. Uh, obviously, Sydney, in some respects, are a, a different kettle of fish, uh, you know, massively successful A-League men's history, but... Coming off a disappointing season, they scraped through against Central Coast Mariners on penalties. How are you feeling uh, ahead of that game? Are you, are you hopeful that maybe the Bentley Greens can cause another famous cup set? Yeah, well, there's no question. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, it's not going to be a, a massive test. Um, there is a bit of quiet confidence, I think, and I, I've, I've sensed that from the group as well. Um, and obviously having that bit of success on the weekend is good leading into, into this massive game. Um, but look, I've played in these type of games before, and one thing I'll say is it gives you, you know, stepping out there will give you an incredible amount of energy, um, especially around the place, and, and given that we're playing at home, and uh, I feel like that that kind of naturally makes you level up as well on the pitch. Like obviously, you know, they've got quality those players because they're playing at a, at a higher level, but you know, when you're in that environment, it, it forces you to take your game to another level as well. And to be honest with you, I, I think there's a lot of players, you know, even in our league that you know, um, in the right environment, given the right opportunity, um, you know, they can they can do a job even at that level. So yeah, there's no question that obviously they're gonna be they're gonna be a level up. We're gonna we're gonna suffer for parts of that game. I think we have we have to accept that. But we're not gonna go in with a defensive mindset. Um, we're really approaching it in the sense of doing it on our terms so we don't have any regret. Um, because like I said, this opportunity doesn't come along all the time. And George, you got Port Melbourne after that as well. I mean, it doesn't, the, the, these big games just keep rolling around and, you know, Port Melbourne being a team that's right in the mix for a top two finish and championship after that as well. I mean, I know that you don't want to look too far ahead, but you kind of have to at the same time if that game obviously happening on the weekend. What are you expecting from Port Melbourne on uh, on Friday night? Yeah, well, Port's been uh, a bit of a, a bit of a dark horse, to be honest, in the league. Um I find with Port, like, yeah, individually, like, obviously they have quality as well, but I feel really as a collectively as a team um, how well organised they are. That's what, you know, everyone's been saying all year. Um, the way they organise their press when they're, you know, they're closing you down, the way they sort of work as, as a unit. Um, that's why I think they've been successful and that's where they are, they are where they are on the ladder at the moment. Um, but for us, it's going to be a huge game as well because we obviously need to get a result to solidify ourselves in the six. Um, and I think... Yeah, look, the perspective I've got um, is, you know, once once we are in that position, then it will come down to obviously finals and we can't control the outcome. We don't know where we're going to end up. But, you know, I think once we get ourselves in that position that, you know, we tend to manage finals well. So I'm feeling confident, you know, whoever we can 
match up against, we, you know, we, we can beat anyone on our day. So I'm, I'm not too, you know, looking that far ahead, but, you know, we're confident about it. But Port will be a, definitely a massive, a massive test for us. And thankfully we're playing at home because we, we do quite well we're <laughs> at our ground. I am also curious, George, what's Nick Tolios's messaging been throughout this period, obviously with so many big games in succession, kind of what's, what have been the core themes that he's been driving home with, with the playing squad in, in approaching so many substantial kind of occasions in such a short period of time? Um, look, he's not, at this time of the year, he's not reinventing how we play. Like we've done a lot of that work throughout the year and in our preseason. So it's, it's more about, to be honest, the, the message he always gives us, he goes, you guys are your own worst enemy. He goes, you can beat anyone on your day. And it, it comes down to, you know, when you guys stick to the principles of how we play and you execute it properly, you know, we tend to be successful. So I think what he's sort of trying to drum home to us is the importance of, you know, our mentality um, between the years, especially at this time of the year. Um, because if we're approaching games correctly, you know, and ho- hopefully then, you know, a lot of quality can do the talking on the pitch. So he's, you know, he's putting a lot of emphasis on that um, and making sure that, you know, we're in the right headspace, I would say, you know, leading into a, a lot of these games. And, and to be honest, he's telling us to just enjoy it because, you know, like I've said and repeated, I think five times in this interview, you don't get all this, you don't get that type of opportunity um, very often. So it's it's just about seizing it and enjoying it as well at the end of the day. The, the other thing, George, I'm really curious to know about Nick Tolios because he hasn't even completed a full season as Bentley Green's manager and yet he's won the NPL Victoria title and he's won the Doherty Cup. Uh, where does he keep the lucky charms at Kingston Heath and has he shared any of those with the squad? It's it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a, I mean, we part at the end of the, celebrating that first championship with him when he took over it. Yeah. It gave the feeling like he was there because he's, he's a very likable character and mm. yeah, look, the group really respect him. Um, but yeah, he's definitely been a lucky charm with us so far. And, yeah, we're still in every competition, so something's working. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, George, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Good luck for tomorrow night. Hopefully a bit more cup magic. Hopefully, you know, a big win for Bentley as well. I'll be cheering you guys on and, you know, maybe a potential run all the way. So, you know, it's in the DNA of Bentley. So who knows how, you got, how far you guys can go. And also good luck for the, the rest of the NPL season as well. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on.